0: You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 37 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, I will be focusing on healing with the mystic archetype and sharing a custom mystic spread. I'll also share my picks for mystical tarot and oracle decks, along with a review of the mystical healing reading cards. So far in the archetype series, we've covered the witch archetype and the healer archetype. While well, the mystic archetype is the rarest of the three. Mystics are expressions of the divine. They are one with the universe in every way. They're highly intuitive, divinely connected, enlightened, empowered, and wise. And they know things others don't have access to. They're our bridge to the spirit world. Often they give us answers that we've been seeking for profound questions about our life path and purpose. Much of what they say resonates deeply, and I can attest to this. I have a soul sister that is the most amazing mystic, and her words resonate more deeply with me at the soul level than anyone else I've ever encountered. It's so clear when you're talking to a mystic. When they tap into a higher truth, it's obvious. I experience it as full body chills, an inner knowing, or an energetic burst to my gut or heart chakra. Some mystics I know personally are astral travelers and remote viewers, and this allows them to see things from another vantage point. So often, they aren't as worried as the rest of us are when things are getting really tense on this planet. It can be hard for mystics to stay grounded here on Earth. They often spend much of their time on the other side of the veil or split between the two worlds. It's tempting to escape this dense planet. It can be so stressful here that it's alluring to cross the veil and take a break from the wars, the drama, illness, pain, and heavy energy playing out here. I'm sure most of us want to escape at some point in our lives. Like the high priestess in the tarot, the mystic archetype is usually a loner they spend a lot of time alone and often retreat inwardly. On the other hand, many gurus are mystics by nature and can amass a large following. In that scenario, they might be best represented by the Hierophant in the tarot, where they are teaching sacred knowledge sought out by the masses in an effort to find sense of peace and enlightenment. Many mystics can tap into the Akashic records and see how things will eventually work out and they are able to see how everything ties together so intricately. The Akashic Record is also known as the Book of Life. Here they are privy to the larger plan, while most of us struggle to see the path before us because we are in the middle of it and don't have access to all of the information. That's why you're blessed if you have a mystic as a close friend. It's calming and reassuring just to be in their presence. I suspect that they are mystics in the fields of filmmaking and songwriting. It appears that they channel specific messages and ideas that impart peace, love, inspiration, and understanding. I imagine that much, if not all, of the Beatles' music was channeled to bring peace to the world during a tumultuous time, much like BTS does now. It's hard to deny the healing quality of this music. Some mystics are inventors and visionaries as well, to help usher in advanced technology and scientific discoveries, to help heal the world, and to help advance our evolution and awakening. It's easy to see that writers channel ideas from the other side as well. Writing my own fictional divination series, I've had this experience. Much of this information feels channeled to me, and my energy healer, who was a true mystic, says that she can tell I'm channeling from the Akashic Records including from my own past lives, which makes this writing process a form of healing for me, as well as a passion. Most mystics are awake and can easily remember their other incarnations, especially the lives that are the most significant to this incarnation. They can tap in and read their own Akashic record and see how things connect for them and for everyone else. They often don't fear death like so many others. This is because they know that we never really die. Energy doesn't die. It just changes form. So they know there is nothing to fear. And it's so fun to be around a mystic. I am in awe when they go into a channel or read from the Akashic Records. I love just to soak up all of the wisdom that flows through them. The mystic archetype is led by divine guidance, intuition, and a higher purpose and calling. Many mystics describe themselves as spiritual, not religious, and are closely connected to the universe. Many work with angels, guides, archangels, or deities, and others do not. They often deliver messages from the spiritual realm to others that may be in need of advice, or guidance. If the mystic uses their gifts in their line of work, you might find them giving energy healings, chakra balancing, terror readings, mediumship, psychic readings, or teaching spiritual knowledge or gifts to others. You might find them sitting outside, gazing up at the stars, dreaming of far off places that they've traveled before in other lifetimes, reading the Akashic records, to learn about how we're all connected from life to life, engaging in rituals and sacred ceremonies under the new or full moon, or communing with spirits. They see and experience the divine in everything. They are truly magical and mystical. Whatever they do, they will be extremely impactful. They're natural teachers and communicators and I see them as a true gift to the world. To interact with the mystic is a transformational experience. My spiritual awakening had kicked off several months before I met my energy healer, Stephanie. But upon meeting her, everything intensified. She opened up doors for me that I never would have considered just by stepping into my house for an energy healing session that day. It was the most magical moment I've ever experienced. I knew immediately that I knew her from somewhere. I wasn't sold on reincarnation yet until I met her. I was starting to look into it after reading the book Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss that had been suggested to me by my acupuncturist. This was six months prior to meeting Stephanie. And now I realize it was to prepare me for meeting her so that when we met, I would know that the connection I felt was real. We clicked immediately, and now she's like a sister to me. We communicate almost daily, and she has continued to open me up to so many wonderful concepts and practices. She literally changed my entire life. And had I not had the pancreatitis a few years prior, I wouldn't have sought out energy healing as a form of healing. So it was all tied together. Our chance meeting came at a time when I was searching for a way to heal myself after the doctors released me for medical care and wished me well, because they had done all that they could do. And just days after meeting Stephanie, I discovered Tarot on YouTube. She hadn't mentioned Tarot or divination at all during our first healing session, but she didn't have to. On the soul level, our meeting unlocked my new path. I believe we plan to meet up in this life, and that when we met, it would serve as an awakening to my intuitive gifts. She's also my creative muse. The fictional divination series that I've been writing for the past few years contains many elements of our meeting and the past lives we've uncovered that we've shared together. I've always known that I would write books in this life, and meeting her unlocked that gift again. One two-hour meeting with this beautiful soul changed the entire course of my life. So if you have a mystic in your life, you are truly blessed. I'm putting a link to Stephanie's website in the show notes in case anyone wants to book an energy healing session with her. You can find her at the website thewokewanderer.com. She's amazing and can help you heal in so many ways. And she works remotely so she can help you anywhere you live in the world. She's truly been a godsend for me. Famous mystics include Madame Blavatsky, Rumi, Saint Teresa of Avila, Carl Jung, and Buddha. I didn't see Jesus on this list, but I definitely count Jesus as a mystic. He's technically listed as the hero archetype which does make sense given his martyrdom, but his mystical abilities shouldn't be overlooked when we're covering this archetype. I would also characterize him as the healer archetype, so maybe he's a mixture of all three of these archetypes. Before moving on to how to heal with the mystic archetype, let's briefly discuss the shadow. As we've discussed in previous episodes, each archetype has a light and shadow version. The shadow element of the mystic archetype is the fake psychic or fortune teller who misleads others regarding their skills or uses their psychic powers to cheat people out of money. This is so unfortunate because it gives true psychics and mystics a bad reputation. Some can even amass a following that can morph into a cult, again tarnishing the reputation of true sacred teachers. I hope people can learn to discern the difference between a true mystic And the scammers, because there are some truly gifted mystics that can offer true healing that is life changing. When we look at how we can heal by working with the mystic archetype, we should start with their views on life. They often devote time daily to sitting in silence, either in prayer or meditation, to quiet the noise of the world and turn inward to tune into their wise inner sage. Just like the high priestess in the tarot, she knows that the wisest counsel and guidance comes from within. But many of us surround ourselves with external stimulation constantly, like television, music, and news. To mystics, silence is sacred. It allows them to hear the whispers of their soul. And this guidance is more precious than gold to them. Mystics are often in nature a good deal of the time, because they understand how healing that practice can be. Chanting around a bonfire under the moon, or walking along the beach at night, are deep healing practices, and they engage in these regularly to cleanse their energy and recharge and rejuvenate their mind, body, and spirit. Dancing and singing raises our vibration, so they engage in these joyful activities routinely, to maintain their high vibration, which is needed to pierce the veil. They invite the divine into everything they do. We could take a page out of their book and look for ways to add in more rituals, sacred ceremonies, and divine connection. You could even combine a quick ritual with your daily card draws if you want. Just carve out time for yourself to go inward and to connect with your higher self. Clearing your mind allows your higher self to reach you and deliver any messages you need to hear at that time. It's so important to commune with our souls regularly. Feeling aligned with our higher self brings a sense of peace, stability, and purpose that can't be matched in any other way. Healing with the mystic archetype entails learning to trust yourself and tuning into your inner voice. If you can't hear your inner voice, You'll need to retreat into solitude to quiet the mind, eliminate noisy external stimuli, and tune into your inner voice that can offer you wise, sage advice. Meditation is one of the easiest ways to do this. I find tarot helpful as well. Tarot readings are my form of meditation. And don't worry if you struggle with meditation, it's pretty common. Some people struggle to trust themselves or their gut instinct because they've been disappointed in their own judgment in the past, which caused them to question their ability to make decisions. I see this a lot in individuals who have a long history of failed relationships. Their inability to pick a healthy partner, or to identify red flags early on, caused them to lose confidence in their inner wisdom and their gut instinct. I've also seen this in athletes who have failed to rise to the occasion in high-pressure competitions. Like world championships, tournaments, or even the Olympics. When their mind or body let them down when it counted the most, their confidence in themselves plummeted, and often that's an inner demon that many can't conquer. They start to question everything about their skills, their training, and their ability to perform. Some top athletes have been able to overcome these setbacks through the help of sports psychologists skilled in the ability to boost their confidence, by building up that self trust again. Once they can trust their gut instinct again and trust that they won't fail themselves once more, they can rise back up to the top of their field. Shadow work can help here by working through any past traumas or disappointments or even past life fears or traumas that have continued to undermine their self confidence. Working with the mystic archetype can help you reconnect with your inner voice, your gut instinct, your third eye, your higher self, and your inner sage. This requires a lot of inner work and solitude while turning inward to listen to the wise inner counsel. To get started, quiet the mind and listen to the whispers of your soul. That's your inner guide. We often don't hear this quiet inner guidance due to the noisy, busy world we live in. We have to really work at getting quiet these days but it's well worth it. The High Priestess is the mystic of the tarot, along with the Queen of Cups. Both are associated with the water element, and some find that working with water can help open them up intuitively, whether it's crystal baths, swimming in a body of water, or water scrying. Work with these two tarot cards, the High Priestess and the Queen of Cups, to connect with your inner mystic. They have a lot to teach you about trusting your own guidance and tapping into universal flow to access sacred knowledge that can guide you on your spiritual journey. After a quick break, I'll offer you steps to boost your intuition, share some mystical decks, as well as a spread to help you heal with the mystic archetype. My fourth spread ebook in my Healing Through Tarot line of spread ebooks has launched. It's called Healing Through Tarot's Shadow Work Spreads and Workbook. This ebook contains 20 custom shadow work spreads centered around shadow work and integration of shadow aspects. This workbook guides you through diving into your own shadow, identifying and neutralizing triggers, managing self-criticism and Facing Deep-Seated Fears. This workbook guides you through integrating your shadow aspects into a whole, healthy version of yourself where you can tap into your greatest potential and live a more authentic life. These custom shadow work spreads include the Hidden Shadow Aspect Spread, Breaking Through Resistance Spread, Shadow-Related Fears, Self-Deception, and the Unconscious Motivation Spread, and many, many more. If you loved my three-part Shadow Work podcast series, then this Shadow Work ebook will help you dive further into the Shadow Work needed to take your healing journey to the next level. This is my most in-depth spread book yet. You can find the Shadow Work spread ebook on my website, HealingThroughTarot.com, for $15. While you're there, check out the other spread ebooks I have on Healing, and mental health spreads and a spread for all seasons together we can heal through tarot families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My fictional divination book series, The Divining Sisters series, has launched. You can purchase book one in the series, The Call of the Cards, now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, in paperback or ebook. If you're a fan of Divination, this is a great book series for you. Follow along as my main character, Alexandra Steele, discovers numerous past-life connections to the craft of Divination, which sparks an awakening that leaves her life forever changed. As she reconnects to these deep mystical ties, she begins to learn about her destiny, which is revealed as she starts to encounter coven sisters and foes From previous incarnations. Dive into this powerful story of empowerment, healing, and sisterhood as Alexandra struggles to overcome past life fears and trauma to come into her own power with the help of her coven sisters. Grab a copy of the Call of the Cards and experience the magic of healing for yourself. And please leave a review wherever you purchase the book to help me reach new readers who can discover the divinatory world that we all love so much. there are several ways you can tap into the mystic's energy and boost your intuition and in this section we're going to go over several of those techniques cleanse your energetic field in order to do this you may need to rebalance your chakras if you feel that you have several blocked chakras I suggest you complete the chakra challenge that I hosted in April of 2022. I created 30 prompts all related to the main chakras, and this can help you identify block chakras and to help point you in the right direction for restoring balance. This is vital to your intuitive work, and this is the first place I would suggest you start. For example, if you need to heal your heart chakra, you will need to work on healing past emotional wounds and on forgiveness. On my blog for this episode, number 37, I've included the chakra challenge prompts I've used before if you want to dive deep into a chakra assessment. Detox your energy by cleaning up your diet. Eliminate sugar, inflammatory foods, junk food, and processed food. And for some people, they find that they need to cut out alcohol to be a clearer channel. Find what works for you and see when you feel at your best. Eliminate negative news sources and toxic social media apps. Block out any distressing media or stimuli that depletes your energy field or messes with your emotional state. This is very important. This has more of an effect on us than we realize. We constantly absorb the energy around us so start to notice how you feel when you're tuned in to certain programs, music, or personalities. If you're feeling bogged down or just feeling stuck, you may discover that you need to release old cycles that are holding you back. By releasing this old energy, you'll have more energy to embrace activities and tasks that are aligned with your passion to help you raise your vibration. This change in vibration will boost your intuition and make your God's messages clearer to understand. Lean into the creative arts as that naturally boosts your vibration. Listen to binarial beats, tuning forks, and singing bowls to boost your intuition. To find these, just search on YouTube and choose a video that boosts intuition, helps detox your energy, raise your vibration, and helps you release emotional wounds and traumas. There are tons of these videos on YouTube. It really helps with meditation as well. Take crystal baths to cleanse energy. But use crystals that are not water-soluble, like clear quartz, amethyst, citrine, and carnelian. And do not get selenite wet. It will dissolve if it is submerged in water. Start to work with a pendulum to help develop your intuition. Once you learn how to use a pendulum, you can work with it daily to ask your guides questions. You will get a yes, no, or maybe a response. And you can even use pendulums to clear your energy too. Episode 26 talks about pendulums and other forms of divination if you're interested in dabbling in other divinatory systems. Build in time in your schedule to meditate 5 to 10 minutes a day. You can start with just a few minutes and slowly increase your sessions. To help get into the routine of meditating, choose a mantra to chant or a sound to hum to cut down on scattered thoughts distracting you from messages flowing through. If you see images during your meditative sessions, draw what you see afterwards and keep track of your visions or images. This could help you record the messages coming through and help you tune into the specifics of the message more clearly. Automatic writing is a great way to bypass the logical mind and tap into your intuitive side quickly. Write with your non-dominant hand and let your mind settle. Don't try to direct what you're writing. Just let it flow in like a stream of consciousness. Then afterward, go back and see if what you wrote offers you any insight into any questions you may have. I do this by typing with my eyes closed and it flows just as easily for me that way than it does with writing by hand. Either technique should work. Start a dream journal and record dreams, symbols, and messages that are coming through as you sleep. I've got a dream episode coming up in the next month, so stay tuned for that episode, which will cover dream work and dream interpretation with the tarot. Work with the Soul Card Decks by Deborah Kauf Chapin. This deck has cards that only show faces and images, and no keywords. Draw a card for the day, and focus on it. Then journal about what you see, think, and feel in relation to the card. This will help develop your intuitive hits if there's no guidebook or any given meanings for the cards. These cards require you to lean solely on what is coming from the subconscious mind, or through a channeled message. It's a great way to exercise your intuitive muscles. The more you practice, the stronger your intuitive hits will be. Or practice with another oracle deck and don't rely on the guidebook for your interpretations. See what comes through when you pull cards or spreads. Links for the soul cards are in the show notes. Rock Publishing sent over the Mystical Healing Reading Cards by Ina Siegel for me to work with and review. I already had the Heal Yourself Reading Cards and love them for shadow work and healing. This is a sister deck to that wonderful Oracle. I just reviewed the Heal Yourself Reading Cards in episode 36 with the Healer Archetype, so make sure to check that out. The Mystical Healing Reading Cards offer profound higher wisdom from the upper realms. These mystical and intuitive cards tap into esoteric themes like the meaning of life, our soul's purpose, karma, and higher truths. Each card meaning in the guidebook offers you an interpretation of the card as well as advice with several action steps and suggestions to help you on your healing journey. I love how Aina approaches her decks, especially with the guidebook. Offering healing exercises and action steps helps the reader to clearly understand the inner work necessary, and these suggestions give ideas and options on how to approach that inner work. Those who aren't in therapy may not have experience with some of these exercises and techniques, so I find it so helpful when assigning homework from our reading clients who want to put in the work necessary to evolve on their healing journey. Well done, Ina. This is how you create an oracle deck that shines. These cards are illustrated by Jack Badley and are strikingly beautiful with so many tiny details hidden in each image. These cards are also great to use in meditation since there are esoteric symbols and themes peppered throughout the images that help to unlock hidden knowledge that can help with problem solving and understanding the life lessons we are currently learning. These mystical cards Ask you to dig deeper into your divinatory practice with cards like access clear thinking, contemplate death and beyond, explore your ancestry, learn from karma, ennoble your soul, step into the unknown, and focus on higher truths. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing journey and want to tap into your soul's wise counsel, the mystical healing reading cards can deepen your transformational journey in a powerful way. Thank you to Rockpool Publishing for sending this deck my way. It was a perfect addition to this mystic archetype lesson. In the last podcast episode, I included the Mystical Shaman Oracle in my list of decks that you could use to tap into healing with the healer archetype, because shamans have been a symbol for healers since the beginning of time. I'm also including the Mystical Shaman Oracle in my list of decks for working and healing with the Mystic Archetype. This deck spans both themes perfectly, with mystical-themed cards such as the Seer, the Sorcerer, the Ancient Ones, Wild Woman, Magic, the Upper World, the Lower World, the Council, and Vision Quest. These cards show the mystical gifts that shamans possess in accessing the other realms to seek answers to aid us in healing, revealing the path before us, communing with nature, honoring our roots, and unlocking our inner eye. There's a great deal of symbolism in this deck, so study each of the cards for hidden meanings and personal revelations triggered by the images and pay close attention to insights that arise from the depths of your subconscious. This is the type of deck that allows all of us to tap into our inner mystic. These beautiful images are very evocative and can spark a flood of insights and ideas just by studying the image. When you pull a card, study the images first and jot down any insights, images, or thoughts that arise before turning to the meanings of the book. This will help you develop your intuitive gifts. These sacred symbols still have a wealth of wisdom to share with us in this modern world. This wisdom will always be relevant to our soul journeys. Understanding the lessons from the past will help us heal in the present and help us make conscious, healthy choices that will influence our future. Mystics look for answers and wisdom in the realms unseen by many. This sacred knowledge is therefore We just need to take the steps to exercise our intuitive gifts before we can access the sage wisdom. Look past the visible into the unseen. That's where the magic lies. If you relate to the mystical archetype, this is the perfect healing deck to work with. The Magic and Mediums Oracle is one of my favorite oracles, and it has a magical energy to it that feels incredibly mystical to me. I don't know if the creators infuse this deck with a particular kind of energy, but every time I work with these cards, the deck just comes alive. This is the only deck I have that has this electric kind of energy that shoots off the cards. It's quite amazing. Whenever I work with this deck, I instantly tap into the energy of the mystic, and the readings from this deck are so clear and spot on. There's a very mystical energy here with cards like Mysticism, Guide, Mediumship, Divination, Intuition, Ascension, Higher Self, and Portal. There's an Intelligence card for remote viewing, and a Knowledge card that represents the Akashic Record. This gorgeous deck is a gem, and I highly recommend it if you're looking for a deck that helps you tap into the Mystic Archetype. The most mystical tarot deck in my collection would be the Lightseer's Tarot. I know that might sound odd at first, but these card images have so many hidden symbols that add layer after layer to my tarot readings. I see new things in these images each time I throw a spread, which is so helpful to me because when either I'm reading for myself or others, my eye will drift to a symbol that gives me a clue to the specific message in that reading. It's amazing how tarot works in that way. This is why I have so many tarot decks. The more symbols you have to work with, the easier it is to get detailed messages rather than vague ones. Chris Ann has placed runes, sacred geometry, zodiac symbols, and astrological and planetary symbols all throughout the deck. In cards like the Fool, the Hanged Man, the World, the High Priestess, the Magician, the Wheel, the Hierophant, and the Ace of Swords. If you have this deck, pull out these cards and take a close look at all the hidden symbols. In this deck, I love the image of the Hanged Man, where the woman is suspended upside down over water and her hand is lightly reaching out to touch the new symbols and runes floating just below her within her grasp. These symbols represent the new sacred knowledge that she's recently gained by slowing down and switching her perspective. We see a similar scenario in the Ace of Swords, where there's a staircase in place of the woman's mind, and in the center of the staircase, there's a divine light bursting forth to represent a new idea or new perspective. As you ascend the staircase, you see mathematical equations, sacred geometry, astrological symbols, and more. And all of this is now accessible to you through this shift in perspective. In the magician card, symbols float on the currents of energy bursting out of his hands. This energetic stream swirls in front of him as he creates and manifests. He's one with universal flow and is directing it at his will. There's so much to take in with these images, and that's why I love this deck so much. I will now share with you the nine-card custom spread that I created called Healing with the Mystic Archetype. Here are those prompts. How to unlock my intuitive abilities. What blocks my inner eye? Boundaries needed to avoid intuitive blocks. Where have I been ignoring my intuition? What message has been trying to get through? How can I be a clearer channel? Where do I need more clarity in my life? What does the mystic archetype have to teach me? And what message does the mystic archetype have for me? If you want to throw this spread for yourself, you can find this spread on my blog on my website healingthroughtarot.com. And I've posted a graphic of this spread on my healing through tarot accounts on Pinterest and Instagram. I would love to see the photo of your spreads. Please tag me on Instagram at healing Through Tarot, and please use the hashtag healing Through Tarot mystic archetype spread. Links for all the decks discussed in this episode are in the show notes and on my blog. And if you want to find out which archetype you are, take the archetype quiz at projectarchetypes.com. In the next episode, I will discuss healing and manifesting with lunar energy. So join me next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.